What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Central Ice. I'm your co-host, Mitch, and along with me, we got uh, your other co-host, Emily. Today, we're going to be diving right into a recap of Montreal and Vegas' series, as well as the Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning, before we get into our official predictions for the Stanley Cup Final. Emily, I just want to thank you again for doing this with me, and uh, let's just get let's get started. What did you think of uh, Vegas' performance against Montreal? Um, I I mean, at first, I was really impressed um, with uh, Stone and March Assault, but as, like, it went on, I feel like it, they all went downhill, like that whole entire line did. Um, and Fleury, I mean, he, he got, he won the Vesna, so he's really, still a really good, uh, goalie, but I mean, he, he's doing a lot of, you know, he did a lot of miscues, a lot of them. So, yeah. Some are saying that mistake, uh, where... He gifted Josh Anderson a goal and then a subsequent victory in overtime nailed the coffin for Vegas and their playoff hopes. What's your response to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I believe so. Uh, He just, I think I might talk about uh, what I told you the other day with Mm -hmm. him reminding me of uh, Ben Bishop, okay? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off I think it was like the Stanley Cup final in like 2015 it was like the Blackhawks against Tampa and I think Ben Bishop was like almost in like in the middle of the ice basically and I think one of his players hit him and then Patrick Sharp scored on him you know mm-hmm. and I kind of like I think Flurry kind of went in that direction I'm not saying Ben Bishop is not a good goalie because he mm-hmm. is a good goalie, but like his plays at the end when Montreal won wasn't like ideal for him. And I feel like that reminded me a lot of Ben Bishop and like I think it was game five of the Stanley Cup final. So yeah. No, yeah, a brutal mistake. And then um the biggest part of it, yeah, it's one goal, it's one game, but uh the real problem for Vegas that resulted from that um, that miscue was the, the debate over which goalie would be the one to take the net in the following game and then again in game seven because that was game four, I believe. when No, it was game three when he gave the puck away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Robin Leonard started in net the next night. Um, where he performed very well in the Bell Center in a very, very low-scoring game. And so then that raised questions for Peter DeBoer and the coach and the other coaches um, about who to start for the rest of the series. So it brings up the question. The expansion draft is coming with the Seattle Kraken, and there's no reason to keep both Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury. They most likely will... Uh, ride with one of them and allow one of them to be selected. You know, they might not be selected. No one knows for sure. But it's possible that should they protect one and not the other, the one not protected will be wearing a Seattle Kraken jersey next jersey. Or, excuse me, next year. So mm-hmm. if you were the Vegas uh, front office, who would you protect? Oh, shoot. 
Dang. Well, at first I thought Vegas was like exempt from it. I, oh, I are they? I, I thought okay. I saw something. But like, and then there, people are talking about if it's fair that Vegas is exempt, you know? But I mean, if oh, they... you were correct. You were correct. They are exempt. That's my mistake. But if should they, uh, should they have not been exempt? Who would you still protect? I still want to know the answer to that. Okay. Um. I mean, I think we gotta protect. Uh, you know, one of the highest paying goalies, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the guy just won the Vesna. You have to protect him. Yeah. But I mean, Leonard is a bit younger. Leonard has. Leonard performed better in playoff, at least in this series. Um, so, I mean, it, it is an interesting question, but I saw that on uh, some social media. I was like, come on, guys, it's flurry. But I just wanted to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about with um, the Vegas series is COVID, because having Dominic Ducharme out for two weeks um, definitely made an impact on game one of the Stanley Cup final, which we will talk about in a little bit. But then also, UL Armia was in the protocol for a little bit. So I'm just wondering, how um, how do you think Montreal was able to overcome losing their coach uh, and still managing to defeat Vegas in six? Like as you, Even as a fan, that was very surprising. Yeah, I mean, the, the coach, the, you know, the acting coach... He, I mean, he's been doing like great. Like they've, they've won the last, you know, they like in the Vegas series when, Mm. you know, Ducharme was like gone. um, He seemed to be like, have like, like, I don't know. It's a good record with them. Like those last couple games. So I think it did make an impact, but like the acting uh, coach, I feel like, made an even bigger impact to help them, you know? Yeah, I mean, so for those of you who listen to First and Ten, obviously we know my team, the Cleveland Browns, were without their head coach in uh, the wild card round of the NFL playoffs, and they still managed to defeat um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it almost seems like teams do better when they don't have their head coach, which is really amusing. And obviously that's not a true statement. It's just funny that both those things happened. <laughs> Um, so, all right, we talked about the disappointment from the Tukestone Marcia So line and how um, Montreal conversely had the uh, Suzuki Caulfield Toffoli line, which was absolutely buzzing throughout the entire series. So, disappointment from some veterans and then surprise, um, surprising performances from some of the young guys, um, as well as Kakinyemi, not just uh, in addition to the Habs. Um, yeah, I think it was a very, very interesting series. It was really fun to watch. Um, some incredible, incredible saves from Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. It was a very fun series to watch. Obviously, I'm a little, a little bit more uh, optimistic about reflecting on it because my team won. But overall, that's what playoff hockey is all about. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, where do you start? You got... Braden Point scoring a goal in nine games in a row. You Barzell and Beauvillier not really doing much until the final games when some could argue the series was too late. We had the the touchdown game five where Tampa Bay won 8-0 and people were joking saying that when the score was 7-0 that, oh, it's, they just scored a touchdown on them. 
this was a one hell of a series. It's amazing that it went to seven, considering, uh, especially that touchdown game. Where do you want to start with that? Oh, I mean, I'm going to start with game five because that was, I mean, the, I I barely watched that game because it was, it hurt me a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, I, I turned it off going? after three zero. I'm like, what's going on? But yeah, I mean, they made bad turnovers in that game. They couldn't clear the puck at all out of their, out of the goalie zone, their goalie zone. And there's two bad penalties by Matt Barzal because he got pissed at Jan Ruda, you know? Mm. So I think, I mean, Matt Barzal has always been amazing, but I, I mean, he was one of the, he's still a big star on the New York Islanders. Mm. But, like, I don't know. He, I feel like he just went downhill in this game, and then it just kept going from there, including with Varlarmov, too. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. But, yeah. S- Semyon Varlamov? Yeah, I was like, Var- Varlamov? Yeah. Varlamov, yeah. I mean, people go back and forth. But the goalies were definitely... See, I want to say they, they were up to the challenge, but I mean, clearly they weren't, but they still battled. The fact that um, Ilya Srokin and um, Semyon Varlamov were able to at least bring it to seven. Yeah, you could say Kucherov was injured, and that's something we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, I just thought it was an overall great series from the New York Islanders. Again, Barry Trotz cementing him, uh, his legacy as one of the best coaches in the league right now. Mm-hmm. He he. he uh, continuously takes a team of below average players or a below I shouldn't say below average players below average roster especially without their captain and one of their greatest players Anders Lee and takes them to the Eastern Conference Finals that's two years in a row they've been defeated by the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals you gotta think there's a ton of resentment um, over uh, over the Lightning from Islanders fans and honestly I can't blame them you still have the cap thing, but we talked about that last game. I, I don't know. It was one hell of a series, but God is a half fan. I wish we were facing the Islanders. Nobody on that team scares me. Yeah, uh, Tampa just has a bunch of big dudes. A bunch yeah. of big dudes. And then there's 5'9", Brendan Gallagher, just trying to fight everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, well on the subject of Brendan Gallagher, let's, uh, let's just dive into our predictions for Montreal-Tampa Bay. As of this recording, it is 1-0 Tampa Bay with puck drop of Game 2 just seven and a half hours away. Brendan Gallagher, man. He's been pretty quiet in the playoffs, but damn it, he's fighting. I yeah. There was a very, very viral picture going around, at least in the hockey community, of Brendan Gallagher bleeding from several cuts on his face. It looks like he got shot in the head after he was his head was slammed on the ice um, by a Tampa Bay defenseman. Forget exactly who it was. He's never going to be the flashiest player in the world, but ugh, he, he's, he's trying. And especially on a team that gave up five goals, we need veteran leadership like that. Yeah. As of this recording, it seems that Armia will be back in the lineup for Jake Evans. Jake Evans had a giveaway that resulted in a goal. You can't fault the kid too much. He hasn't played in, um, he hasn't played in several weeks now after recovering from the dirty Mar- uh, Mark Shifley concussion hit. So I'd still like to – I'm very – uh, happy that Armia will be back in then. So, mm-hmm. Emily, who's taking this series? Oh, dang. 
I really wanna I wanna believe in our Canadians. I really mm-hmm. do. It's just one of the points is like I feel like Tampa has vets and they have experience and they have big dudes mm-hmm. that can, you know. Yeah. No. But you know, I feel like, you know, Shea Weber, Brendan Gallinger, Nick Suzuki, Tyler Toffoli, all those guys are I feel like they could help win the Stanley Cup. But so am I saying like who I think is gonna win the Stanley Cup? Yes. Oh my god. That's the question. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, that's that's so tough. Dang. Um let's see. <laughs> you want me to go first and then you can think about it? Yes. Please. Uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I think Tampa Bay Lightning is going to take this one. It's just it's the David and Goliath. You hope that's what it is, you because obviously in that biblical story, David won and defeated Goliath. But like you said, they've got big dudes. I mean, I I like to think of them as a uh, the way I uh, picture them is a hydra, which if anybody follows Greek mythology is a multi-headed water snake and once you cut off a head another head grows back speaking of heads you got victor hedman you have nikita kucherov braden point steven stamkos patty maroon jan ruda as you said i mean these guys just have talent everywhere and that's like before you even consider how good andre vasilevsky has been and was in game one the only goal he let in was a was a deflection off of two people's skates from a ben charat uh Power, uh, slap shot from the blue line. So this team is just, there's no holes in it. They skate circles around everybody, but uh, it's going to be so, so heartbreaking if Carey Price and Shea Weber are defeated in this, in the final after neither of them having won a Stanley cup. And this is being both of their first, uh, and Brendan Gallagher as well. This is for both of them, their first appearance and most mm-hmm. likely their last. And so I just hope to God that, they're able to pull it out, but um, you know, like you said, they have Eric Stahl, Nick Suzuki, Tyler Toffoli, guys that can turn on in a second, and that's without mentioning Mr. Cole Caulfield. But um, man, it's gonna be a good series. Yeah, I I think you know from uh, you know the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay game, you know, I kind of gave New York the benefit of the doubt, but you know. Yeah, I mean, um, they came close, though. Yeah. So, I think, you know, how bad, like you said, how bad I want Montreal to win this. But I think that Tampa is probably going to take it because of how you said, you know, there's, they have, like I said, like big dudes and mm-hmm. they have bets and they have, you know, Stephen Stamkos, literally. I don't know. Yeah, I think Tampa is going to gonna win it, too. So even though it hurts me a little bit, but it's, it's probably going to be true. Let's hope. Oh yeah. And while we're talking about championships and Goliath, I just wanted to bring this up while we're on the subject of Tampa, Patty Maroon, who was one of the uh, Tampa Bay lightning won the cup with the blues in 2019 and the lightning in 2020. I believe he'd be the first player ever to win a championship three years in a row. So, 
man, I really think that he, Tampa has enough championships lately. Obviously, with the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup last year, and the Tampa Bay Rays coming oh so close to winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. This team's had enough of winning. Montreal hasn't won in 28 years. Just come on, guys. Come on, Galley. Come on, Weber. We got to get this one done. Sherratt, mm-hmm. stop cross-checking people, please. Because as good as the Montreal penalty kill has been, um, prior to last game, they had not allowed a power play goal in 13 games, which is a all-time NHL record. Um, you just can't you you can't give you can't give them an opportunity to score off of stupid stupid penalties like that. Mm-hmm. A, a whack in the back after the puck's already left the zone. Come on, Sherratt, you got to be better than that. This team is scoring forty or is scoring a goal on forty percent of their power plays. You can't do that. You can't. You just you gotta stop limiting, like you said, the stupid penalties. This team, they have like we like we've said, they have a shot, but they have to play a certain way. The way the reason they were able to win against Vegas and destroy Winnipeg was because they completely took away the middle of the ice. They kept everybody to the outside. If they're able to do that again, I think we have a shot in this series. Again, the face-off goals. Nikita Kucherov scored twice last uh, last night. One of them was a bit of a fluke. The other one was an absolute missile. Um, over the left shoulder of Carey Price, right off the faceoff, you gotta be able to take away that zone, and at the same time, stop icing the puck. Half of Vegas's goals came right off of icings, right off the draw, and they were able to adjust to it, and they were able to prevent that from happening a lot in the final three games of the Vegas series. But oh, Luke Richards, the coach, has his work cut out for him, especially considering he's not a real head coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I kind of I look up looked up a stat because mm-hmm. Philip Deneau, his faceoff wins. I forgot. I think it was he when he was on the Hawks. He was he won like a hundred and seventeen faceoffs or something, and I was like, dang, he needs he needs to be in the faceoff line more often, you know. But I I just thought I'd put that out there. Oh, no, he's been absolutely phenomenal with the face-offs. And the other thing is that he's done well. He's shut down dangerous forwards. He shut down Matthews and Marner. Mm-hmm. He shut down – Kyle Connor had one, but he shut down Vegas's top line pretty nicely. And then – or uh, Winnipeg, but also Vegas. Like we said, Pacioretty had a goal, but Tuke, Marceau, and Stone, who all lit up the scoreboard against the Wild – excuse me, the Wild and the Avalanche um, in round one and two um, – he completely neutralized them. Now it's a bit different now because now instead of two or three good players, now we're facing four or five absolute, um, absolute uh, beasts. Again, going back to the Hydra analogy. So he's going to have his work cut out for him, but if anyone can do it, it's pizza Phil. And so pizza needs to be on the ice to counter that line at all times. The shutdown line, the Brendan Gallagher, Arturi Lekin and Phil Deneau line, which was, Coincidentally, the line that ended the series against Vegas in overtime in Game Six. So, this team can do it. They just need to. The coaching just needs to be better. They got to make faster adjustments. In the first period of Game One, they looked. They got. Um, obviously, they had. They allowed that goal. It was one zero going into the uh, first intermission, but they were leading the shots. Normally, when you think, okay, we're down, we're going to, you know, I'm going to give you guys an adjustment coming from the head coach. The head coach is going to give an adjustment, which will better the situation, not worsen it. But 
that's not what happened, and obviously they got blown out. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I could talk about this game for three hours, but we just wanted to get a quick episode out prior to the uh, second game of the Stanley Cup Final. Let us know what you think on Baseline Times Instagram. Tweet us. We uh, leave comments. Just let us give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Are we wrong? Are we right? Is Vegas at, or excuse me, is Montreal going to win this thing in five? Is Vegas going? Or, I did it again. Is Tampa going to win it in four? Please just let us know what you think. And um, if you have any ideas, we will include them in our third episode. Again, sorry for the delay. We're going to try and get these out more regularly. Uh, thanks for listening. Emily, you have anything to add? Um, I don't think so. All right. Well, like I said, subscribe to Baseline Times on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, send us your ideas if you have any.